Yo, episode 41, coming at ya. Um, hexing, well, three-fifths of Hexing came and chilled um, before their show at Trumbleplex um, in Detroit. And they have a new record called In Tandem that was recorded with uh, Nick Keener at Wonder Studios. So we talked about that a little bit. Um, they're definitely for fans, bands like Wonder Years, Starting Line. Um, I like it. You know, if you're, if you're into that kind of thing, then this will be right up your alley. But, you know, we chilled, talked for a little while um, about just like being in a band with five people and like the logistics of that, like, you know, sharing the load um, like of responsibilities with all the things that you need to do to, you know, be in a band and make it work as like a business kind of thing. Um, you know, we talked about a lot of stuff, talked about the they have an album release show coming up uh, Saturday, December 21st, which is this Saturday. At Pyramid's team in Grand Rapids with uh, Street Death, OK Cool, and Antichrist. So check that out if you're in the area. And if you're going to be in the Ohio area, um, <laughs> as if Ohio is just an area, um, I'm playing at the Summit Shack for the Viking Air's 50th episode slash equipment EP release show with Equipment, Origami Angel, Cheem, uh, Parkway in Columbia, My Band in a Daydream, and Alive podcast so that's gonna be a lot of fun so uh yeah come on out to one of those shows at least if not what are you doing uh, and we're off and running three-fifths of hexing yes oh, yeah. okay yeah I was... the other two had to go to the show to be responsible oh oh yeah where are you guys playing at trumbleplex trumbleplex today that dude Trumbleback sounds like a fucking big place. Yeah, it does. Is, is it? it? Uh, we'll let I don't you know. think so. I'm pretty I've sure it's not. Because like I've never been there, and I'm not saying this to slight you guys, but like I've just seen like a lot of bands that I'm like, there's no way they're playing like a huge venue. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't, it wouldn't I mean, make I don't sense. think we should be playing huge venues yet either. So like, it's probably a good fit. Yeah, Narrow, <laughs> Narrow Arrow's a sick band, and they're playing. <laughs> oh really? Are they from around here? They're from Ohio, right? Yeah, they're from Maine. Or I know Cody was from Mainsfield. I'm not sure if they still lives there, but okay. No, my headphones were good. Okay, remind me what your guys' names are again. I got, I got a Jordan, and then Austin. Austin. I'm Derek. Derek. Okay, sweet. Um. So yeah. Okay. I listened to the record today, and uh, first first thoughts I had were starting line and Wonder Years, kind of like. In fandom, you. if you will. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good one. We, hey. like, we like both of those bands. The, yeah. The first band that Jordan and I ever talked about was the starting line and how much we liked them. So. I just saw them at uh, Riot Fest. Really? Oh, I was yeah. there too. Were you? Yeah, yeah, dude. It was so dope. <laughs> it was so good. Like, so fun. I was working my way up uh, the band before Manchester Orchestra. I can't remember. They're like some band from England or something. Okay. The Struts, I think they were called. Oh, the Beatles. Oh, yeah, the Beatles, yeah. <laughs> They're back. But yeah, I was like, second row for Manchester, and then the starting line was right afterwards, I'm pretty sure. So I was right up front for that. Yeah, That's American football played right before the starting line. Oh, they did? Yeah. Was it? Because I was, I, I was waiting. Oh, for I'm them. thinking of a different day. Well, that was Sunday. Yeah, that was Sunday oh, starting line. Oh, yeah, yeah, because then it was taking back Sunday after them. Yep. Yep, yep. Okay, Manchester was the day before. Same stage, though. That's why I was getting confused. But anyways, it was so much fun seeing the starting line because it was like, it's. It seemed like they had, they were having so much fun. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I've I mean, he broke a string or yeah, broke a bass string in like the second song. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen a bass string broken at a live show. <laughs> You're like I broken seven. No, I, ha- I haven't yet. That that'd be really hard to do. <laughs> you gotta Good be rocking Derek. pretty hard, dude. right? So like, how uh? What all do you guys play? So you play bass? Yeah, so I, uh, my name's Derek. I play bass. Okay. For the people that can't see us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my name's Austin, and I sing, and I play guitar, and I like to party. Yeah, you like to party? Yeah. I watched Hot Rod yesterday. Oh, okay. it's just fresh in me mind. <laughs> Solid. I party, too. No. I know for can a you, fact you don't Can party. you do something different than me? Because uh, <laughs> I already said I like to party. So. Uh, yeah, my name's Jordan. I play guitar, and I also sing... Yeah, I was going to say, you guys definitely have two singers. Yeah. Unless one of you is a very great boys actor. That's not me. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, but is that why you named it in tandem? With, like the two singer thing, or is there, uh, is there more behind that? That actually never came to mind. Uh, really? That's, 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 yeah. that's pretty funny. Well, so four of us sing on the record. Oh. Um, yeah, Danny's the only one that doesn't uh, have a microphone, and that's just because he didn't want one. 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he said, I sang enough of my other band, so I'm just done. I'll just figure uh, figure out how to play this Gortar here. Um, yeah, so four of all four four of the five members sing. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach, our drummer, does a lot of harmonies. Oh, okay. Um, and then I do a lot of yelling, and then I sing a lot of yelling parts <laughs> and here and there. Yeah. So. I also tend to yell. Uh, but I think I, yeah, I don't think I sing at all, actually. I think I, <laughs> I, think I just kind of yell in, in, in harm, like in tune. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, uh, su- surprisingly hard sometimes. Yeah, dude. Like, dude, I have one of those little, uh, a little vocal pedal that has like subtle pitch correction. It's beautiful. That's awesome. It. Yeah. Hell yes. Yeah. I would it's, love it's like a hundred bucks it's called TC Helicon, uh, oh. mic mechanic. Okay. And it's dude, it's, it's the ultimate fix for a shitty sound guy too. Cause like you plug basically all you, all I do is I bring my own mic, mm-hmm. plug it into the input, and then I take the the mic the cable that's going into the main house mic and just plug it into the box, and it's got a little uh, gain knob on it. Yeah. So like if the guy's not giving you enough vocals or whatever, you can just get down there and uh-huh. turn it up a little. Hell bit. yeah! There's yeah. a guest. But it does like uh, reverb, delay, slap back, and it's all just it's all I don't like digital stuff. I get confused, mm-hmm. and I have a big enough pedal board as it is, so it's just all knobs, which which I love. Hell yeah! yeah. It, it's worth looking into if you were interested in something like that. I'll check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Look at the cat. Yeah, there's yeah, a cat here now. There's like four cats here, dude. That's I have a cat tight. named Hank. Cat named Hank. Yeah, he's nice. a good cat. <laughs> That's a good cat name. Yeah, like he's named after the pigeon from The Wonder Years. Oh, really? Yeah, that's where I named him from. They named their pigeon. Yeah, so his name's Hank the Pigeon. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Like my cat's name isn't Hank the Pigeon, like the pigeon it is from Hank oh. the Pigeon. The cat. No, so Hank's full name is Hank Benjamin Franklin the second. Oh, I don't, we're not here to talk about my uh, my cat. Dude, we are now. <laughs> <laughs> Topic change. So uh, yeah, so who recorded that record? Nick Diener at o- Oneida Studios. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was just literally there yesterday working on my record. Oh hell oh, yeah! He's yeah. yeah. a great dude. Bring Man. him some Oreos. He'll love you. I yeah? love Nick. Yeah, yeah. Nick's the shit, dude. Like I. It was weird because I, for some reason I had a feeling that he did your guys' record. Yeah. It, just the sound of it sounds like some other stuff that he was showing me when I was there. And it's I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've heard that somewhere that you guys are working with him. He might have told me. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, that's cool. Like, I, I've really enjoyed working with him yeah, so far. Yeah, a very fun person. Uh, ask him about the ghost that lives in this basement. Yeah, there's definitely a ghost in that basement. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ask him about it. I will definitely ask him. I'm going back in February. Hell yeah. Oh, cool. And I'm saying that right now because the it'll make me go time. back in February. Uh, <laughs> that's actually when she became a ghost. So Yeah, it's a wild is that, time. Is that real? Yeah, 100%. Ask, can we just get into this real quick? <laughs> yeah, no, so. you have to. No. Oh, okay. right, you have no. to ask him. God damn it. You got to right. experience it. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. God. We got, dude, cliffhangers. Uh, we got Nick. Nick did a really, really great job. I think he pushed all of us as like musicians. Absolutely. Um, Did he? Do you think he played like? We can talk. We can go into this. Okay. Uh, There's no rules here. But uh, so I was talking to Nick because I don't have a very good idea about like what the different roles mean. Like I know what sound engineer means, but I don't know what like producer means. Such a vague term. Mm -hmm. I feel like. So I was asking him. I was like, so what are you doing on this record? And like, what am I doing? Because I'm a very hands-on person but i mean i respect him he knows what he's doing whereas i don't with all the equipment and stuff but so it turns out like he i'm doing a lot of like the producing side of things Mm -hmm. and then he does all the engineering and some production as well but like curious like oh what's up carl um carl's gonna make his way into a lot of episodes just in passing (laughs) but uh I was just curious, like, if he played, like, a, a, how much of, like, a production role did he play in, in your guys' record, would you, did you feel like? I, I mean, he definitely had a hand in it, mm-hmm. in it. He wasn't very pushy about his ideas, but if he had an idea, yeah. he, was, he, was, he was pretty vocal about it. He helped me a lot with vocals. I think that's the biggest thing, is that um, with with my singing voice i don't have like a ridiculous range so he helped with um the way that i should like approach like the parts i was singing 
Yeah, um, you kind of you weren't entirely sure how. Yeah, you wanted I didn't to sing know how I wanted to sing it or if I wanted to like yell parts or sing it, sing them. Yeah. Um, so he did a really really good job of helping me with that. Um, he also helped a lot with some of like the bass riffing I was doing. So, or if we were going to cut it back or not, because there's three guitarists in Hexing, and then with with the um, we did we definitely didn't want the record to sound messy. Yeah. Or um, too busy. So it was definitely like bringing some guitar back or doubling up on a part. Or yeah, yeah I, th- of, I think that was like the majority of his notes mm-hmm. was like, hey, this is all cool, but there's way too much going on. <laughs> yeah, over yeah. Here, so. And like judging by your sound, I, I don't think this qualifies for you guys because you guys seem like you have a really good together, put together like tight sound for what you do. Thank you. But he was telling me uh, about some bands that just like come to him with they basically their songs all need to be completely like rewritten things oh, like yeah. that and i was just you know it seems like a nightmare yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean and we truly really does we had six days to record the record so we went oh, in really? with wow. like exactly what we wanted to do mm-hmm. what like there was so much like i wouldn't not like I don't know what I'm trying to say. We we had the songs fleshed out. We'd had these songs for a while. Quote unquote pre production. Yeah, was the, the pre production was done. Yeah. We were ready to go. Um, some of these songs, like Jordan had had, or like we have had individually before, like Everything is a Bummer, which is our like a single we put out, like we beforehand, like we had had these songs already kind of fleshed out. Gotcha, gotcha. So we were just hoping to have someone like Nick come in and like listen to them see what he thought and then like slightly adjust them so did you guys do demos yourself or did you like yeah so we um our our drummer zach has like um wouldn't call it a studio but he like we've yeah some recording equipment yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um so we demoed all the songs sent them to nick and it turned out pretty well Mm -hmm. that's cool and all in six days huh it was a it was it was rough (laughs) I mean, with five people too. Like it, for me, my experience is different. Cause like I'm working in between him and Tyler Floyd. Mm-hmm. Tyler's doing the drums. Well, Noah's doing the drums. But my drummer is doing the drums. Mm-hmm. But Tyler's recording mm-hmm. them, sending them all to Nick. Did some guitars over there. But basically, Noah does his portion, and then it's just me doing everything. So okay. it's like it's a lot easier in a way. It's harder because it's like I have to remember a lot of stuff or like a lot of the writing I do like in the studio too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Which is fun. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of like to think of it as like an abstract painting almost like mm. you just, you have the canvas and you kind of have a general idea of what it is. And that's like maybe like the framework. That's the one guitar part in the drums. Mm-hmm. And then everything else is just like, I'm excited. I, cause I don't know what it's going to be. It's just like whatever I'm kind of feeling in the moment is that's, it's weird, but it's, it seems like not the best way to do it, but that's just how I've always written songs and that's how I've always enjoyed it. But um yeah, not having four other people, I feel like sometimes I there's times where I wish I had more people there to like kinda of share with me, but like mm-hmm. there's all definitely times where it's nice to not have to take anybody else's opinion for lack of a better phrase, you know what I mean? Like I'm just curious, like what's your guys' working relationship like? Was there any tension or is it pretty straightforward and just trying to get everything done so i guess before hexing started we we've all been friends for years yeah austin and i were talking in the car right over that we've, we've known each other for 15 years oh, okay so like we've known like it's if if jordan tells me a part sucks i'm gonna believe him because he yeah. wouldn't yeah. say that as like a hurtful thing yeah and we all value each other's opinions as musicians yeah so it's Cause, I, mean, I would rather know right away that a song sucks than all of us dump time into it and someone doesn't like it. Um, kind of like I kind of everybody writes songs in the band, but they kind of I kind they kind of go through me and I kind of filter them and just kind of rearrange and okay uh, bring and then bring them to the band and then we work on it as a band. Yeah, um, I feel like as far as tension, the only there hasn't really been a ton of tension, mm-hmm. but um, just coming we we're. Bo- all in different bands before this band. So yeah. we had a bunch of band leaders. Yeah. And we we're defining our roles was a little bit of adjustment at first. But yeah. I think we all kind of know what our strengths are now. We, we play to our strengths now. Because yeah, Jordan, Austin, and I were all lead singers of bands before this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or I guess you would call leaders or yeah. in, in the same vein. And you would book all bittersweet yeah. and small town victory shows. And uh, Danny, Danny booked all the It's a Secret stuff. So it was like, 
And then did you do marketing for It's a Secret? So like I did. We didn't do marketing. We didn't do marketing. Yeah, it was kind of just like figuring it out. So like all of the social media stuff for for Hexing, I take care of. And Danny, our other guitarist, does all of the booking. And um, I'm in charge of all the finances. So it's just like trying to figure out like in the beginning, like when we first started, there was like a little bit of just bumping heads. But I think we kind of figured out what our strength. Like, yeah, I'm pretty much reiterating exactly what you said. Yeah, <laughs> I have a way with words. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you're humble. I think that's the biggest thing. <laughs> How do you is there like certain things that you do to like keep track of this stuff and like keep everybody informed of like i'm well, doing my De- job you know what i mean like derek loves excel spreadsheets yeah oh man so he loves to make excel spread spreadsheets and keeps us up to date with at least with the finances and merch situation. Yeah. yeah at least once a month we'll get a little uh <laughs> notification that there's a new spreadsheet and it's all filled out and, Dude, uh, it's well and it's easier well yeah and well, it, it, it does keep us informed and it's uh <laughs> it's a really i i appreciate it because if not i would have uh no clue yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Well, the spreadsheets are, are great for merch because it helps us realize what, like, we sell out of mediums the quickest, mm-hmm. which is, oh, okay. which is like really, I never really thought that that would happen. So we just ordered a new t shirt for our CD release show that's happening on the 21st, and we ordered a, like a ridiculous amount of mediums because we know that those usually sell out the first, um, sell out first. So it's, it's really good for like data analytics, is oh, what okay. I like. Yeah, dude, that's it's like intimidating to even think about. Like, I need more members <laughs> to, to want to like handle some of this shit. It's nice to be able to like spread the workload out yeah. among people. I feel like. Mm-hmm. So, do you when you order merch and things like that? Do you have? Uh, I'm just curious because this is something that I'm going to be dealing with myself very shortly. Like, mm-hmm. do you like what's a good number? Like, as far as like ordering. How many sizes, you know, like how many of each size do you guys do? Like? That really depends. And depends like, on your, your demographic. Yeah. Cause we kind of go, we've been doing small batches and just like selling, selling them until they're gone. And then I think we've been doing like what, 50? 50. And then mm-hmm. we have an Oasis ripoff t shirt that we did a hundred of. Um, and yeah, that's, we, we're on like our fifth shirt, but our fifth t- design. Yeah. Six. Um, oh, six. six. Sorry. Yeah. I keep Blue forgetting. Yeah, so we're we're on our sixth T-shirt, but I feel like now that we're starting to play out more, maybe the next order we do will be a larger one. Yeah, um, we we try to do a, a more expensive T-shirt of a, a, a nicer design with a lot of colors. Yeah, um, and I we think that that attracts the people that already have a couple or maybe already have a hexing shirt, but because it's such a nice design, yeah. they'll buy it. Yeah. Um, and we're just recently starting to play out more because most of our shows have been just Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. Grand Rapids yeah. or Muskegon. Um, this is only the second time we've been on the east side. Oh, okay. And we're, I mean, I was reading the, your guys' Spotify thing, and it says, like, you guys formed last year, so. 2018, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. June of 2018. That Yeah, that's not a terribly long time. You know, since you guys have just mm-hmm, right. officially been, I mean, you kind of hit the ground running. I would imagine being in other bands, like you mm-hmm. kind of know what to do. Like some of the maybe like the growing pains you already worked out in other bands, right? As far as like learning what to do, how yeah. to be a band. Like obviously, you're gonna have this stuff like amongst yourselves, defining your roles, like you're talking about. But like as far as like the the logistics of like how to be an actual band, like how to be oh, a band yeah. that like does things, <laughs> like you know, actually. Tries to make yourself a business, what I'm trying to say, you know, in a way. We've made our mistakes in the past with our other bands, and it's just kind of like, uh, uh, I mean, like making pancakes. The first pancake's always going to be a little bit goofy. It's going to be a little bit either undercooked or overcooked. But then the rest of them are going to be, you know, (laughs) the perfect pancake. You shouldn't. You should come over here for breakfast never. All of Austin's um, metaphors are... Food it's related. a lot of. <laughs> uh, I'm working with it a lot, but yeah, it's uh, I, I I do feel lucky that we have uh, members that have been in so many other bands before yeah. this one, and we kind of know, we know what what to expect and then what to uh, kind of prepare for, and I think that's uh, that's been a saving grace for a while too. Yeah, yeah. There's so many things I hated doing. 
for my old bands that Derek loves to do. So he loves to promote and talk on social media and oh, do all that okay. stuff. And that's not really my thing. So, I mean, kind of takes that pressure off. And you, you said you do most of the booking? No, our other guitarist is a lot of the oh, oh, you did booking for a previous mm-hmm. band, you were, I think you were saying. No? Okay. No. <laughs> well, you, were, you said, uh, okay, how about this? You said a sentence that booking was one of the words. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you talk about Danny doing booking. Yeah, for Danny does band. a lot of booking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's good, man. I do. I was just telling my dad this yesterday. I fucking hate social media. If I didn't have a band and a podcast, I would not be on it at all. But yeah, it's like, I'm not. I'm not naive. You know, like I know that it's 100 percent necessary in these trying times. Technology, mm-hmm. you know. But it's almost 2020. We're living in the future. I do. I know. Well, I, I think it's hard because there's there's like a lot of negativity that happens on the internet. Yeah. But at the same time, like your a band needs to to have that to reach more people. Yeah. Because the first thing a promoter's go, or a booking agent's going to look at is how many Instagram followers and Twitter followers you have, how many likes you have on Facebook, and the engagements you have on posts. Yeah. Um. And it's almost like every band needs to kind of have like a persona. Yeah. Um, in order to have those interactions. Mm-hmm. Um. But the bands that can do it without the big social media presence is fucking awesome. Yeah, like it's really Reviver, cool. like they don't even have like a Facebook page, but they're kick-ass Amazing. punk band. Yeah. yeah, I think you know that, and you said have band having a persona. That's probably part of theirs. You know. Yeah, it is. Like, there's gonna be like a subsect of people that is drawn to the fact that they don't have that. Yeah, right. Like you super know? DIY, where it's like we're actually like po- like like flyering places yeah but, that, but then they're also one of those bands that like they go with they're going out with jeff rodenstock and stuff pretty frequently and they tour non-stop like we all work we all have, like that yeah. that's not a route that we week. can yeah. necessarily go about yeah so i mean yeah i was you know i was just having a conversation with my dad the other day because he finally told me that like okay i get it that you want to be a musician like he you know he understands now that it's like not a phase yeah yeah and uh because like i went to college i you know i just got really good grades in school and all that shit and i kind of started i got a late start into the music game i guess because i'm 28 and like i just now started being in actual bands like any like the last year because I don't know. I guess I was scared. I don't know. I, I just it's didn't, intimidating. I didn't, I didn't know it what really to is. do. That's the, that was the thing. It, the it, intimidating part of it is like I've always been not always, but like ever since I've been writing songs, I felt like I was good at it. But it's like just mentally intimidating to like find a like to put a band together and like there's so many like inevitable hangups. Like people leave, you know, people like things fall through. It's just like. It's happened so many times where like I've got tried to get a band together or and, like they, they can't learn the songs or they don't want to learn the songs. It's just so many Murphy's Law applies, yeah. essentially. You know. Well, I think like another really intimidating facet is um writing a song about an experience you had that's really personal mm-hmm. personal and close to home. And then you releasing it or you singing it and people are talking or on their phones or yeah. like rejected and then it it's 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 scary to have to like deal with the fact that something you went through or the way that you presented it to like the world wasn't right or wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely that vulnerability about it, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I kind of try not to take that personally too much because I think that's just kind of the world we live in, you know, that people, unless you're like a known commodity or you're just a, you're fucking amazing. There's going to, there's always going to be people that just, because of them, they don't care enough right. to like, or they're not the type of person who takes it that seriously. They don't even probably realize that they're being cop, maybe disrespectful, you know, by talking through a performance or especially like comedy shows, dude. Like I hate that. Like I hate it at music, at, at, like music shows, but like mm-hmm. comedy shows, especially like people are like talking, like the guy is talking, like that's their job. Yeah. yeah like what are you doing? <laughs> But yeah, I, I definitely know what you mean. Like, for me, like the biggest thing though is just the organization and like the, the trying to keep people organized and like being the only real like songwriter in a band and like feeling responsible for everybody knowing their parts and everybody like 
you know, getting to the shows on time and things like that. Everybody really has to want it. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, cause that's where I was in my old band. I was the songwriter and I, I was kind of in the same, same boat. I mean, the other musicians uh, contributed. Absolutely. Definitely not saying they didn't at all. Right. But like, I wrote the bones of the songs and brought them forward, Mm -hmm. making sure they were playing it in sort of my vision. Yeah. And, uh, and, but everybody has to want it or else they won't prioritize showing up on time or yeah. get, making sure they get the day off work for this show or yeah. It, yeah. Well, my hope is that when I finish this record, it'll be like a good recruiting tool. Like once it's done and it's good, you know, which mm-hmm. I'm really stoked about it. But like once it's out there for people to hear, they'll be able to be like, Oh, this is a serious thing. I want to be a part of this. You know what I mean? And Another thing is like I, you know, I made all these parts, but as far as recreating them live, I don't care if it's exact. I don't really care at all. Like the record's the record, and like mm-hmm. I want the, my band to feel like they're, uh, you know, they're a contributing member. Like they can take the parts that I wrote and they can play them exactly if they want to, or they can make them their own. As long as it doesn't clash. That's right? awesome. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I want the, the live experience to be like unique from the record i don't want people to just i I want different shows to be different you know like Mm -hmm. you can play a different drum part here if you want to just don't fuck me up is what i'm basically saying like i like having that element of surprise it kind of keeps us on our toes a little bit like right now it's just been me and the drummer noah playing but he has free reign to like Mm -hmm. switch things up without telling me you know as long as he knows the framework of the song i don't care if he plays a different beat things like that because it kind of it keeps it fresh, especially when we only have like a four or five song set that we're playing right now. We'll switch up the order. He switches up the parts. And I don't know if that's because he's doing it on purpose or if he just doesn't know the songs. <laughs> Cause like, it's not a knock against him. Cause it's like the, the record isn't done yet. And without that, all he really has to go off is like our rehearsals and phone demos. Right. I, th- I feel like uh, when we play songs off temporary there's a few songs that i know zach plays entirely different but oh yeah we were so fresh Green. as a brand or as a band at that point because Derek was like all right i want to solidify that we're a band i booked recording time and then yeah. we were just like crap we have a month to finish these songs yeah, yeah. let's go do it hey you know what Tem- temporary is a pretty solid record no it turned For, out yeah it, it turned, turned out it, cool but it was like but it was like that we, but we had been playing like pressure to we, get just to get it done which sometimes like yeah. we needed it, that. that pressure isn't a bad thing it's just yeah like uh gets us moving you know and that was not like we were very apprehensive to book shows mm-hmm. um we had been playing music together for six months four or five months Derek's also an exaggerator <laughs> uh, the yeah we had been playing show we had been playing together on a, a while, regular yeah. basis for a while and we had four or five songs that were mm-hmm. solid so we we booked a gig and we booked a second that was even cooler and yeah. then we kind of just right now I think we're in a spot where we're trying to play yeah that because our second show we got to open for microwave that was yeah. that was no sick. shit yeah, yeah. No, it, was, it was buck wild it was microwave can't swim um I'm drug like, church oh yeah and drug that church. was so cool you, your second show yeah how'd you we swing just, that because our, our we single just emailed. was awesome oh. no, we, just, no. <laughs> <laughs> we just asked we just asked yeah it so was it was through fusion, fusion fusion through the show and we just submitted for it they were looking for bands so Oh, yeah, so, they, so did they like post something like they wanted a band to open? Yeah, yeah so the, the the booking the guy posted something on his personal email or Facebook, being like, "I need someone who can who can like help like move tickets because it was like a Thursday show." Yeah, and we came through. It wasn't yeah. just us, but I think a lot of people bought tickets at the door as well. And yeah, yeah, um, it was a really good show. We were um, that's so awesome. Yeah, I think there were like three hundred people there. Yeah, yeah it, it almost sold out. The venue almost sold out, which was yeah. really, really cool. Was it a pyramid scheme or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's where you guys' show's coming up Saturday. Yes. yes. We're yeah. very, very excited about it. It's Incredibly excited. One of the first the venues. Lineup too. And the lineup is Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. Greet death. Ooh, greet death. Uh, anti, oh. Our buds and anti-ghosts. Love and OK Cool, OK cool is, is such very a good cool. band. Ripping it. Anti-ghosts has been on here before. They're... They're one of those bands we hit it off right away. They're they're all such nice guys. Uh, probably about seventy five percent of every show, or of all the shows we played have been with yeah. anti ghosts. Oh, we're, we're not we're, we're not complaining at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> no not at all. That There's, band get it, I'm, every time you I'm see complaining. Them. It isn't higher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
every time you see that band, um, it's a different experience. Yeah. And um, Sean, Joe, and Dylan do a phenomenal job as as musicians individually and as a group. And yeah, and it's really fun to watch. And I think the they're first, creating a community and like keep keeping the yeah, crowd involved. And like, they yeah, awesome they're really good for the Michigan music scene. Yeah. Um, and if you need your car fixed, also just hit up Joe. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Right on. Dude, he said, like, when I interviewed them, uh, Joe was saying, like, he's, like, fixed a number of different bands' vans. <laughs> oh, yeah. just, like, oh, nice. Or, like, bands, like, he'll meet people and they'll just, like, fix their shit and then they'll call them up and he'll, like, talk them through it and stuff. <laughs> nice. Well, keep that in mind. Dude. Yeah, that's really good funny. to know. Good yeah. to know. We've had we didn't a lot know of that. Van, we've had a lot of van issues that, that took up a lot of time and money from us. Yeah, that also kind of hindered us playing out more so. Yeah. yeah. Van is like the next thing on my list. Well, merch first, then I need a fucking van. Would <clears throat> really, really. My like uh, my brother Sam did all of our merch. So if you liked our merch, he could probably. Oh really? Out. Yeah. So he did. Um, a lot of our t-shirts and he actually did the album cover for in tandem oh, i thought that was really good i was yeah, actually gonna ask you who did yeah that. His, his name's sam brace he's a cool dude what yeah. kind of um i mean all kinds of merch like crewnecks hoodies shirts are those all on the table kind of yeah thing? he can do anything um i'll get the info and you yeah you leave. pretty much just have to like give him an idea yeah and give him a reference point Oh, I'll definitely have all the designs. I'll make and, it very easy like, for him. He he totally came up with the album cover for mm-hmm. In Tandem. We pretty much said, like, this is the name of the album. We want the T-shirt to have two people riding a bike. Yeah. And he listened to the record <laughs> and came up with this beautiful album cover, like uh, album wow. artwork. And um, yeah, he's it's pretty quick. Yeah, too. and he his turnaround is is really great. This he's, is good news because I was literally just talking to somebody. Uh, I don't remember who. Oh, my friend, David. Uh, not that that's important. Cut that out. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just saying, like, so I have this idea for the EP and everything. And, like, I have, like, a working title and, like, a, a like a logo in mind. But I wanted someone. Basically, like, I, I took a bunch of alchemy symbols and I downloaded an alchemy mm-hmm. font. And I found there's enough of them that they I made them all look like letters like a lot of them all look like letters and there's enough to spell out in a daydream so i spilled out in a daydream and all alchemy symbols but i wanted to find somebody to uh to make it look drawn you know like make Mm -hmm. it look hand drawn so that actually looks like the old school like alchemy like yeah things and so i was looking for an artist and then somebody who could take the art i want you know like a comprehensive thing where Mm -hmm. like someone draws the art and can help me you know translating that into merch things like that so. yeah so yeah he i don't know if you're how familiar you are with our merchandise but we have a um <clears throat> we have a t-shirt uh that is um like english script on the back and it says time flies um then on the front it says hexing and like a traditional tattoo font and he's oh, okay. he, drew, he drew all of that awesome um, dude yeah he did the exclusive t-shirt we did for in tandem and then we just announced a new t-shirt that's pretty much in the same vein. That's a traditional tattoo t-shirt. Um, and he did all the lettering. And So when you have him do that, like, how do you, who do you order through? Like we use a company called Terminus Tees. Terminus um, yeah. So uh, we've actually been, I've been using the same guy since like 2012. Oh, okay. Um, and he, like his name's Ryan. He's a cool dude. Okay. I'm not like, I guess I shouldn't, I don't know if I should be name dropping, <laughs> but, um, well, I'll, yeah, I'll get so, the info yeah, off here. His name, yeah, so um, well, you, you can totally plug him. Yeah, his I name's Ryan Kane. Um, he's buds with the dudes in microwave. Apparently, that's what he told me. Oh, oh cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a connection to them as well. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> best friends. Hey, man. Probably. Yeah, uh, they're cool. They they didn't hate our set when we played with them, so maybe. But yeah, um, <laughs> they just didn't say anything yeah. about it. Yeah, um, they, the, the obli- didn't ask. They, no feedback. The obligatory nice set, bro. Um, but yeah, um, you don't. And he's that. also really quick on turnaround. Um, we sent him an email for the shirt on Monday that we were ordering and we had it we had a mock-up from his company a quote and it like and then i we paid and we're gonna have the shirts next wednesday that's awesome and they're in georgia reasonably so, priced and everything not bad okay. um I'm, t- I'm talking i'm thinking like 
starting off simple, just one color design. One color design, 50 t-shirts would probably be like, I'm what, like 350 bucks or something, I think. Cha-ching, I can deal with that. Yeah, you know what I mean? I can deal with it. And like, decent quality. Great quality. Okay. Um, I still, like, I mean, because my other bands have broken up, so now I can wear their merch. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have a shirt from like 2013 that I still wear and like I've washed it a thousand times and it was a five color t-shirt. Uh, oh, and, awesome. and it's still, I mean, it's a little worn obviously, but it, it's, yeah, it, it looks good. Okay. Uh, don't let me forget when you guys leave, I'm going to get all this. Information yeah, for sure. Wait, I, we can get that for you. Cool. I need to like get on this. <laughs> I was just like, it's, it's weird. Like I don't, okay, here's my next question. Um, my, my brain just like takes all these leaps from thing to thing and it, sometimes it doesn't make sense but i get it you're it made me think of like you know turning your band into a business kind of legitimizing it and things like that and for me it's like choosing to pursue this in earnest you know it in order to like justify that to myself to my family things like that i feel like i i have to make you know concerted efforts to to, to monetize it and to, and to brand it so to speak and uh and that you know kind of like makes my family feel better about the fact that i'm doing it because you know i'm taking it seriously and so just curious and i always think to ask this of bands but i often forget but like what is what is your family like as far as like supporting you guys or like are they like cool about it or do you have different experiences with that you go first jordan I was just laughing because we were on the way down here. We were on the phone with Derek's mom, and because she, my, my Derek's mom. mom is very, very supportive. Very supportive. Oh, man. That's great. Uh, Aaron McAllister is the antithesis <laughs> of a true fan. Uh, <laughs> Loves all of she her. She said Instagram she's our stories. biggest fan on oh, the phone. Man. She's I mean, gonna be so happy we're talking about it right yeah. now too. <laughs> I mean, my uh, my family's pretty supportive. I mean, because I mean, I think we're all at the point now where it's like we want to make enough money to keep just keep putting back into mm-hmm. the band yeah we, like we don't ever expect to make money but it's it's nice that it isn't costing us so yeah. sustainable. yeah and yeah. Then, like you know when we're, we have so. a van and the money we make from the t-shirts and the if there's a payout it goes into the van it goes into the Go, tank goes in the van and more merch. Leftover, we get it goes into merch yeah right now we're trying to save money as like a bucket in case there's any issues with the van mm-hmm. or with idea. us playing out there we're going to be we're going to be pushing the van harder so there's a possibility that something mm-hmm. may break so yeah well we want to save like 500 dollars so that we have something in case we're stuck in cleveland yeah and we, right. we need something fixed it covers a hotel and and a water pump or something yeah like that. do you guys have a trailer too no, um, we have a how big we have eighteen passenger yeah we have an eighteen passenger van oh, that shit. our drummer um built the back or he's building the back out. Oh, is he doing something to it? Maybe our, we our, could fit all our gear. Our, yeah, there. that's pretty <laughs> awesome. They used to have a TV and an Xbox three hundred and sixty, but, <laughs> oh, but we kept hitting we, our head yeah. on it. Three hundred and sixty was weighing it down. We Zach played, got really Zach, mad and took it out. We played, yeah. yeah, well, it was great. We, we uh, on our way to Bloodfest, we played. I played Skate three for like two yeah. hours. Oh, nice. Was sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he's way into converting he's uh, very vehicles into individual. homes. Oh, so. <laughs> like a side. So, like, if you get a van and you want it like built out, like Zach could totally do it for you. He'll really? put a, a cool. little uh, of like convection a, oven in a stove and... on it that yeah. runs through like uh, propane. He's done that <laughs> yeah, for his the du- the his van before. Is so so talented and so many fast. Like he's built my pedal board. You guys are covering all my needs one by one. Yeah, dude. <laughs> this is like how to help you out. Yeah. We appreciate it. Do you guys, uh, yeah, dude, I mean, you know, a little, uh, what is the Everybody help everybody, quote? man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, do you guys have, uh, as far as, like, when you're on when you're on the road and things like that, your gear, like, do you have, like, like road cases and shit like that? Or just, like, how, how do you, um, how, what's, like, the Tetris game like? So, we really haven't. Group? play it out and like we've been playing locally mostly yeah. so yeah. we do have a couple road co- cases for some of the amps but like it hasn't been the investment that we really yeah. made yet we just have what De- or zach made us some like <laughs> sleeves for the for our amps, have so we don't board and they and have duct tape, uh, duct tape and they, they work and they're, they're good, painted I, okay my only thing about them is they're painted black and uh, <laughs> the paint's chipping off of the uh, duct tape, man. so there's just like this black right. dust shit that gets all over your hands. Oh, and, like yeah, you're sweating, yeah. so you're wiping sweat off your brow, and then it's on your face, and it sticks on your yep. face. None of us tell any of us and when there's 
Yeah, and for a while, (laughs) we were like, what the hell is this? And I looked down, and right after carrying my aunt, my hands are just covered. Yeah. Just like dust. Just paint (laughs) dust. And it's. That's my one qualm about the cardboard road sleeves. The cardboard road sleeves. <laughs> Which is also a, uh, that's a free band name for y'all if you want. Yeah, cardboard, cardboard road, road sleeves. sleeves. <laughs> I came across a, a, like a road case for my pedal board yesterday and I had to buy it. But it kind of makes no sense because like, I don't. It, it takes up almost my entire back seat. Cause <laughs> and it's like, Jordan I don't. Has one of those. Yeah. Yeah, but my pedals. My my pedal board is the most expensive thing. Like yeah. what I have on my pedal board is the most expensive thing I have. Yeah, like the <laughs> I have like the pedal train, the the thirty two or whatever. The it's like the five tier. Yeah. One. I don't okay. Know, it's, it's big. You do have a stick pedal board. I remember that. Oh, one yeah, his yeah. is like I got larger well, than mine. Yeah, so I have a new one now. Though. But he's like, also the only guitarist in this band. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, it's just wait. Like I'm my setup's getting like way sweeter too. Like I'm getting uh another amp since i'm the only guitar player so i'm gonna aby yeah. okay yeah and so it, it'll be like i have the a fender blues deluxe reissue which i just had modded the fuck out by tyler floyd's dad nice. does a great job so i'm gonna run my pedal board through that like on the clean channel and then get like a, tr- a trainer ycb40 it's like another 1 by 12 40 watt tube amp it's like yeah this trainer version of the fender amp that i have basically like the same exact size and then just run that straight into the the drive channel. So like whenever there's like a big chorus or something like that, or just any overdrive, hit the hit the Y on the ABY and have them both going. And then I can have like delay and overdrive on one, and then just straight drive on the other one. And it'll just be like, oh sick, <sighs> oh yeah, yeah, it's Full. gonna be fucking gnarly. Yeah, that's yeah. that's awesome. But you know, I have all this gear, and I have like this massive tank of a. Of a case for my pedal board, and yet I still have guitars in like gig bags and stuff. So it just like doesn't we, make sense. We all sense. have road cases for our guitars, don't we? We all, yeah, we all have cases for guitars. I think the only person out of case for his pedal board is Danny because he chose not to. Yeah, no, Danny has a too. really nice. Oh, yeah, you're right. You don't I don't have a case for my pedal oh, yeah. board, but all of my pedals are just pedals that Jordan just doesn't use. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> If Jordan left the band, we wouldn't have any pedals. Yeah, we wouldn't have any equipment. <laughs> I have a problem. I don't yeah. sell anything. <laughs> Dude, that's the thing. Like, I bought this new pedal board, and I you saw the one I had. It was like that big wooden one that I built. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, it's like sentimental to me. I feel like I can't get rid of it, but I will probably never use it again. Right. So I'm thinking about maybe putting it up for sale, but it's it's awesome, you know. But You're going to be saying this two years uh, it, down the line, too. Yeah, you're right. I'm thinking about putting it up for sale. It's just right. I've had it. <laughs> I'm about my I haven't done anything years, with dude. it. Like the cat just hangs out on it. And yeah, I'm, I'm gonna sell it. I'm gonna sell it. It's sweet though. It's got like uh, magnetic doors, so you can like store oh, cables yeah. inside of it and stuff. It's 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 the works. But I just you know sad. Mm-hmm. But uh, so this record, like the EP or whatever, um, you said that like the songs kind of go through you as far as the songwriting is concerned but like was there like an equal distribution of like song ideas on this or is it like kind of a reflection of all you guys or is it like you know i'm just curious like the songwriting like what was uh like the distribution Uh, of songwriting for this particular record i think we all help um there are points where like i'll bring up uh i like i'll bring up a guitar part like, or like a, I'll bring up a song that I wrote and then I've got 40% of the lyrics for it. Okay. And then I'll show it to everybody and then someone will come up with lyrics. 90% of the time it's either Jordan or Austin. And I think it kind of goes around the, mm-hmm. like well, all of us kind of contribute in that sense of the lyrics. I think we all work on the lyrics together. Yeah. Or there's like a better part. Like, Hey, I like what you're saying here, but they're like, it's too wordy. So maybe we simplify mm-hmm. it. Um, and the part I struggle with most songwriting wise is lyrics. So, I mean, I've a couple of the songs on the record I had written for a few years. Okay. Like I just didn't release them anywhere. So where my weakness is these two guys, they write lyrics all the time. That's what they do. So like there's a few songs where I wrote at least the bones of the song and then Austin or Derek Mm -hmm. wrote the majority of the lyrics on it. Okay. 
That's so. interesting because, like, I that's one of my almost like nightmares. Like, I, I like when it comes to lyric writing, I'm so particular, dude. Like, I very much like I I've never I'm open to it, but I've never had a good relationship with somebody where like I could trust them with something I was writing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like lyric wise. And I I think that's what is like cool about hexing is that. All of us are, are are very good friends, and we all trust each other. And we kind yeah. of, we all like gas each other up. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, if I bring a lyric, and I know, and and like, if I if I bring a song or a chorus to a song that Austin or Jordan has written, and Jordan says like, "Oh, this is sick," I'm like, "Okay, like I know he's not just saying mm-hmm. that." Like, because yeah. if it sucked, Jordan would be like, "Yo, this sucks." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jordan, and has have the there first... been those moments? Too? Oh yeah. So yeah. I wrote this sweet. <laughs> punk song um, and it was, it's, it's called fargo and it's so great and jordan hates it and it will never become a hexing song just because jordan can't figure out what to play so <laughs> i can't figure out what to play i just Shots didn't fired. care yeah. for it yeah. <laughs> it's such a great song it's it's but you know what? I get it. It doesn't song of the decade. No, I would. <laughs> I really like it, and it's it's just like a straight like it. It'd be different if we were a three piece, but we're a five piece, and like yeah. I understand it won't work out. But like I really like that song. But that's a perfect example of like a song that like I really really liked that I had, and I brought it to the band, and I brought and like Jordan and I like worked on it, and it just like didn't work out. And it's yeah, like, y'all, this isn't gonna work. Like so, the songs that do end up on recordings. These are things that you guys all agree on. Yes. Basically. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're like with the way that we play and like the the dynamic of the group, we don't want someone playing a song that like they're not 100% about, especially when we play live. That'll show. Cuz it'll show. No it. matter how much they're trying to be like a true about right. it, it's going to show over and, time. And I think the cool the my favorite part of hexing is the energy when we play live. Yeah. Um we're all super into every song and it's we're all we all move around a lot and we we uh we we love the songs that we're playing, and I don't think we ever want any of us to just be okay. Like be like, this is fine. Yeah, and like where Derek's like, yeah, Jordan won't let me pass anything that sucks. <laughs> I also do that to myself. I'll show them songs, and I'll be like, this is a part I'm not sure about, and then we'll be playing it for a month, and I'm like, I still think this part sucks. I'm gonna keep working on it. Yeah, because yeah. or, or even if I it's a part I really think is cool, but I don't think it's right in the song. Like, cause there was a p- portion in Love Grieve. It was my favorite part I wrote for the song. We cut it out. And I cut it out because it made the song drop. And th- they weren't pushing for that. I just knew it made the song worse. I knew it made the song worse. So I was like, ah, this shouldn't be here. Dude, Love Grieve's an underrated song. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. And there, there were also parts while we were like writing the record where we'd have our regular three hour practice. And then later in the week, uh, Jordan and I, or Jordan, Derek and I would get together for another two or three hour practice just at Jordan's house with acoustic guitars. Focus on lyrics. Just yeah, learning on melodies. either lyrics or learning this one part in this song where we have to get it to sound how we want it to sound. And mm-hmm. we want, because there are three guitars in the band, we need them to, yeah. like, at, in the same timing, doing two, like two or three different things. And it, it just took a lot of, uh, dedication to, okay, uh, like we've been, meeting at least once a week for the past almost two years yeah and just like uh making sure that yeah these are how we want the songs to sound yeah and uh we've worked really hard to make them sound like that so with three guitars like how much does like amp choice like tone like how do you guys like figure that kind of stuff out like is there like someone like saying like one of your guitars is like all right i'm gonna focus on the low end and then i'm gonna try to get like a nice treble on my guitar like you know what i mean like do you guys put a lot of thought into that or is it just kind of naturally sound good um i wouldn't say we put a lot of thought into it i don't think we've talked about that at all i I mean i involved in it like i worry about that on my end but like Danny's gonna do whatever he wants yeah. to do. Like he's, he, 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 he like also rips. So like he, yeah, he likes to sound. I trust Danny. And then like w- with Austin, like he because he, I feel like he was a little less experienced with like gear yeah, and whatnot. Gotcha. And Austin the amps, was like a really great acoustic player. Oh okay. yeah, so I, I mainly uh, just used my acoustic guitar, and then either had an acoustic electric or an electric guitar with a tuner pedal. Oh that's, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I 
used to play with, or like just a single overdrive so, with a two. Yeah, player. just but, very. And then we'd have conversation about what well, what is good tone. I'm like, does it sound good to you, Austin? Yeah. Does that sound cool? I mean, yeah, that's good tone. You know, because I just think about like you know just being in the studio and like doubling guitar tracks and like each guitar by itself. If it was the only track, you'd be like, "Oh, this kind of sounds shitty." Yeah, because it's it's just missing. It's just mm-hmm. clearly missing parts of the sonic spectrum that need to be there. Yeah, but then you isolate the other guitar track, and it's just those frequencies that you're missing from the other one. And together, it's like this huge. Like, oh, we also benefit too because, like, I think a lot of our like all of our overdrive tones are through pedals. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because like I have everything's uh, clean through the like the amp itself is on a clean tune. So, oh, okay. uh, yeah, we were able to manipulate it a little more so. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You guys all use tube amps? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> doing that, dude. We all have line six, spider threes. Dude, it's such an insane. Insanity. Moment. That's why the record sounds so great. Is that- <laughs> it's insanity. Dude, I was the just- insanity is just so insane. insane. Yeah. Dude, my first rig, like, well, not my first, but, yeah, pretty much. I had a crate 120-watt solid state. Yes. Like one of those three channels. Nice. And uh, it's like the GH120 or something. I still fucking remember the model number. <laughs> but uh, I had that and I used it as a head for two 4x12 crate cabs. Yeah. <laughs> one on Jesus. either side of the drum set. And I never played out with it. You know, was, oh, this right. was this was like eighth, ninth grade. You know, like I had no idea what good tone was. Like I had no idea what a tube amp was. Like I had no idea how any of it worked. I just knew that like Green Day had full stacks on stage, you know. <laughs> and I was like, "This is badass!" And like it, it, it wasn't, you know. But <laughs> well, and I think when you start out, the first thing you want is just a loud amp. Yeah, distortion. Uh, like, yeah, exactly. Like my like as much as we joke, the first amp I gigged out with was a spider four like half yeah. stack like and i didn't care and i had like a pod three line six yeah, pedal board <laughs> and you know what like it was but like you know you're 17 yeah you exactly. write you write three or four songs and you like you're playing a drop d and you're all you're playing like bar chord <laughs> like who gives a shit like four chords yeah it was yeah. four chords and some octaves and breakdowns and like you know what like yeah it fit and like as you grow, you're, you then you learn how to like you learn different tunings and you learn how to like play scales and then you're like, oh, you know, I, I really would like like a Fender Deville and then you get a Fender Deville yeah. and then you, you trade out your like EMG like Gibson for like a Fender <laughs> like you know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's progression, yeah, uh-huh. or a reverend, a reverend yeah. double agent. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I just I speaking of reverend, dude, I just tracked some stuff with Diener's. Uh, well, he tracked them. It was his idea, but there's baritone. That that was, yeah, yeah, that's man. a sick man. Yeah. That's on our record, too. Yeah. That's sick. on there. That we, pulled like me, Eskimo let me tell brothers you what. with the Reverend, dude. Yeah, dude, we all uh, we all play Reverends. Well, except, except for Danny. Danny, who's a Fender <laughs> Fender uh, diehard, Fender forever. Uh, yeah, we um, yeah, so we we actually work with Reverend. Oh, yeah, we're sponsored by them. Oh, sweet. Cool. <laughs> no, or endorsed. Oh, endorsed. I, I sound like such a jackass yeah, on this you thing. Did. I'm going oh. <laughs> to... Got him. Burr, 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 burr. My dad started Reverend Guitars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he invented canoe. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm sorry, everyone listening. That was really Pessing <laughs> is my band. Uh, yeah, so like we, we all... Actually, we were lucky enough. We to were yeah, very lucky. Enough. I, I, <laughs> it's really cool. Um, yeah, that, Jordan that loves cool. Reverend, and Jordan has been talking about Reverend forever. Yeah, okay. And he kept telling me, like, "Dude, you got to get a Reverend." I was like, "No, those are stupid." Because <laughs> I'm stubborn. Yeah, um, yeah. And so then, like, finally, I like like the uh, an opportunity uh, came to like play a Reverend bass, and it before that I was playing a GNL. And just a lot like, of GNLs, dude. Dude, it was a it's a it's a great bass, but for my the way I play and like everything else, like the um, the Reverend just felt better. And then I ended up getting a um, man. What kind of bass did I buy? <laughs> I you, got a, you got a Justice uh, the first time because yeah. you bought that from Nick. Yeah, and then I ended up getting a. I want to say it's a Descent. You got a Descent. Yeah. So the I own, I have a Descent now, and it's amazing and like the action's great the tone is perfect for like hexing and um yeah they're they're really great guitars nice yeah i'm still mainly fender mainly fender i have like an epiphone sg2 i played it at that show that that i think i did anyways it was like that cream one with like the gold humbuckers Mm -hmm. on it i still love that bad boy it's getting worked on right now your band is sick 
Thank and, you. Yeah, totally. Like reminds me a lot of the early November. Yeah, I mean that makes perfect sense. Honestly, like <laughs> I I grew up. Uh, yeah, we're as good as the early November. No, um, <laughs> I grew up listening to that shit and like, uh, especially like In Currents, their album. Oh yeah, uh, that is like a really big. Um, inspiration. I that was guess. the one who would like tell me why. And yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah. That's a great record. That's my jam. Uh, but yeah, like uh, people used to say I looked like Ascenders when I was like, there are worse young. people to, yeah. you know. And I met Ascenders at Warp Tour in 06. And uh, my friend was with me and he was like, Ace was looking at you like you were his son. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like, it's like when you meet somebody and you realize you look similar. Like, I looked a lot more like him when I was younger because right he had long hair. I had really long hair. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, we just looked similar. And he just, like, looked at me. He did look at me weird, too. And it was just, like, it was cool, I guess, you know. That's funny. But, uh, yeah, they're one of my favorite bands. I, You know, I see them pretty much every time they they're come. They're great. Yeah. And, like, my vocal range, I, I always practiced – Look, so when you guys like tweeted me like like say for fans of early November, I was like, oh yes, yes, you get it. Thank you. Yeah, because like I like when I was learning how to yell, sing, uh, I would just put on early November records and, and sing to them because it's like his vocal range is kind of like where you guys are my sweet close. spot is. Yeah, it's like and I do the same type of shit. He does it much better, and I'm you know. But, so so when are you gonna start covering like wedding bells? Oh, that'd be sweet, dude. <laughs> I'd be about it. I mean, I do a, a ever so sweet cover. Really? I don't think I did it at that show. It just wasn't the right mood for it. But yeah, I do that. And, oh, uh, I would have been in the mood for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could. When is there not a mood for that song? I know. <laughs> I, I love it. I'll do it for you right now. No. Uh, but... <laughs> let, me get, let me get everything set up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude. So that was a high compliment. I really appreciated that. Um, how do you feel about his, uh Did you ever listen to Ace Enders and a million different people? Yeah. And, you know... Yeah. I thought that was a cool record. I, I do like it. I haven't been able to get into it as much. Okay. Because it's like, it's not that it's the the record's fault necessarily. I think it's just that there's he has so much material. It's just like, yeah, it's I'm overwhelming. One of those people, yeah, yeah, I'm one of those people. But that triple record, man, I was like, I don't know where to start. That one I was in love with because I was a, a big fan as it came out. Yeah. So like that was back when I was young and like I was um, like I'm old now. But, you know, like, every album that comes out, you're just, like, obsessed with. Well, it wasn't streaming either. You could just listen. Right. Just I have the CD. CD. Like, I have a signed yeah. copy by them, too. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. I, I got... I seen Ace... Or, I seen him do that, like, tour with a million different people. Okay. On... Uh, he toured with uh, Personnel and the Dangerous Summer. It was a cool tour. Uh, they are doing, yeah. like, a, They are doing barbecue cookouts after, oh. uh, during every show. So, they Sweet. had, like, a little cookout behind the venue. Dangerous Summer, I'm actually trying to get on this podcast. Oh, awesome. Uh, what's it, AJ? Uh, so, Jenny, the, uh, she did the Invite the Neighbors logo, and like she's one of my best friends, and she is a huge Dangerous Summer fan. And uh, so, I met AJ at Bloodfest, and I was trying to get, I think I talked, might have talked to you guys too at Bloodfest, but I was just trying to get all the bands telling about the podcast, trying to get, trying to recruit for episodes. And I just figured, I'll go talk to AJ. I mean, he's right there. And he was all about it. He was like, yeah, dude, I would love to. That'd be awesome. And then, you know, he never responded when I emailed mm-hmm. him, things like that. But, you know, they're busy. I'm not upset. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect anything out of it. But Jen went to a show and talked to him and I guess asked him about it. And he was like, oh, yeah, I remember. I'll, I'd, be, I'd love to do that. And, like, she got his number. Like, so, like, it's it, at some point it's going to happen. But That's sick. Yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah, I mean – We'll see. Like, I'll have to like. I'm not the biggest Dangerous Summer fan. Hopefully, he probably never listened to this. But uh, <laughs> we're not that big of a deal. Cut. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I loved In Tandem, dude. Uh, <laughs> but no, like I, uh, I saw them. I only saw them with Early November like one time, and that was kind of the first time I really listened to them that much. It kind of it kind of remind me of the starting line a little bit. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't not like them. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't. I don't know much about them, but I figured. Hey, dude, like, here's the guy who's been around the block. Might as well try to get him on kind of thing. I can't remember what I was fucking talking about besides that. Oh, Ace Unders. That's what I was thinking that, like, I would really love. Because, you know, he has a studio called, like, the Lumberyard. Yeah, he just did uh, the Wonder Years 
Acoustic um, record. Yeah. Burst into oh, did he? Volume two. Oh, well, he's a he plays a big hand in Aaron West too. Yeah, because they played, also they did yeah. that side project where they wrote that album about Friday Night Lights. Oh yeah, which is an amazing <laughs> EP. I, I have a pipe dream that like when Nick is done, uh, when we're done recording, I could. I would really love for like Ace and his studio to to master it or something or or to mix it, master it sort of thing. Nick ha- Nick has a lot of connections. We actually yeah. um, got our record mastered by J-Mass yeah. from Defeater. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. And, um, he some did, of my friends' favorite bands. He did Bane's last record, which oh, wow. Bane is, is one of my favorite bands. Um, and it was just like really cool to for him to like listen to it and for him to like interact with us. Yeah. It's like Defeater is such a cool band. Yeah. And like we've all liked that band and it was cool to like, it's just like with Nick and the Swellers, which is like yeah. this, this person who's been around the block and listened to a lot of bands for him to like, be like stoked. Have a hand. Well, he's so down to earth about and it. Like, too, yeah. He's yeah, just like, so Oh yeah. Cool. It's like, Oh yeah. I tore a black flag and it was really cool. I was in yeah. Europe with like King 808. Yeah. <laughs> the, the recording experience was the best I ever had. Yeah. Oh, he's, hey, he's so smooth, dude. He's so like, I mean, it's just, it's, I feel like there's a little bit of sarcasm there. Well, so no, it was the one you're, or, uh, that was a song, song called The Best I Ever oh, Had. Oh, okay. So it was a pun. I should know more Swallow It was, it was the best recording experience I ever, ever had, though. Yeah. I was very comfortable and I love what came out of it. Yeah. And I love getting to know Nick. He's a really, yeah. really neat, His dog, neat dude. Piper, dude. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Those pups. Was Everson ever there when you guys were there? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's very such cool. a cute kid, dude. Very cool. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, it was just a lot of fun. I don't know. It's still, still so much to be done. Like, it's, it's weird because, like, I wish I could just block off, like, six days and just go do it. Mm-hmm. But just, like, money-wise, I'm, I'm paying for everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just difficult. But. That's another thing about five people in a band is that the expenses become yeah. less as can, an individual. It, it does man. help. The, the takeout is also less because of that, mm-hmm. too. Because, right? like, when you yeah. get... A hundred bucks for a show. You get a hundred bucks. We get a hundred bucks. It's yeah. We get twenty bucks, or it just goes back into the yeah, band yeah, stuff. So that's why. Yeah, it well, that's why it's not worth there. it to have. Yeah. It, like to take anything. Well, just back. kick one of you guys out. You know what I mean? You're yeah, right. I don't know. <laughs> we could kick out. All of us are important. It's You're just, right. Like, it wouldn't be the same if one of us like quit. It's the good answer. I, I mean, it's, it's the honest yeah. answer. No, yeah, yeah I'm just messing with you, man. I couldn't. I wouldn't want to be in a band without Danny or George or any of them. Like, yeah, it just would be weird. Do you guys ever play? shows with with without the full lineup just because of like schedules or things One like that single time yeah <laughs> uh it was we actually were playing in ferndale ferndale and uh derek couldn't attend i was so, going to a cleveland indians game yeah it was cleveland versus also i'm uh, it was a yankees cleveland game and cc okay. sabathia was pitching and it was his he was retiring so i really wanted to see him play yeah, his reasons. one of my favorite pitchers oh okay sidebar and our bud trevor uh thankfully had the day off and he we've known trevor forever derek and i were in a band with trevor uh danny is right now in a band with trevor and uh he came out and he learned the songs and then uh, he had to work that day, so he was about 15 <laughs> minutes late. So huh. we had set everything up, and we were, like, riffing at the venue. And here he comes, our walking set, in. Our set was already 10 minutes yeah. in. Here he comes. Oh, we, we all cheered for him. He jumped on. We played the set. It was pretty good. That's hilarious. <laughs> rock and roll, dude. Yeah. So that was the only time we played. Yeah, that'll probably be, that'll probably be the yeah. only time that anything like that happens. But Yeah. It seemed like a really cool show because uh, Charmer was playing and Forest yeah. Green, Bars Gold, um, Wait, Labor Day it? Weekend. I was going to say, that's so many bands that were at that show, that uh, the Scheme 13 show. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was the Scheme. That was the block party one. Oh, yeah. 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 I played that fucking thing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but I did. I was at the record store. It was a solo thing. Yeah, I forgot about that. Well, I didn't forget about that, but that was the second... Okay, because I'm I'm mixing the two up because when I actually saw you guys it was a different Scheme Thirteen thing. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. It was the Pursuer. Pursuer. Yeah. Vermont. Yeah. 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 But you guys played the other one, but you played at a different um, venue. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. Dinos. We yeah, we played Dinos. at Dinos. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't at uh, New Way Bar, but yeah, yeah. Vince from Pursuer is like our bass player now. Oh, nice. Which is cool. Yeah. But uh, all right. Well, I think I'm gonna. I'll wrap it up, let you guys get to your show and stuff. Um, 
We just hit like an hour, so we probably. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us on, man. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, don't let me forget. I'm gonna get that info from you guys and then take a photo of you guys for the website. If that's cool too. For sure. But uh, feel free to just like plug your social medias, like your record, anything that you want to promote. Um, in tandems out on all streaming services, you can find us at any social media platform at at hexing mi. In Grand Rapids around twenty first. Playing an it's awesome lineup. Solstice. Santa might be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Playing the pyramid scheme with OK Cool, Anti Ghost, and Greet Death. Greet Death. All those bands are awesome. Tickets are 10 bucks. Head us up if you want one. Sweet. Uh, I, you can hire me to play Santa at your next holiday event <laughs> or party. Uh, or to beat up a bully. Or to beat up a bully. I am double champ, so uh, I'll see you in the ring. That's pretty much all I think all we have. We didn't talk about wrestling at all. That's oh, yeah. crazy, yeah. Uh, we went an hour without talking about wrestling. Now here we are. Love we'll wrestling. We'll have to have you back for <laughs> a wrestling Stone breakdown. Yeah, we can talk about wrestling for SmackDown. <laughs> like WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Stone Cold. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. Hell yeah, I mean. <laughs> hell yeah. Bro. I didn't know if we could Hell yeah, brother. Podcast. Awesome yeah. 316, baby. Love me some Stone Cold. Thanks for having us on the podcast. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Man, I sound like a fucking asshole when I'm talking about Reverend. <laughs>